Welcome to the TV show, Show. It's a show, it's a podcast more. You know what? It's a movement. I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany High. And we are on location. In Los Angeles. Yeah, I've never been here, but I enjoy it. The birds are welcoming us. You may not have heard that because it was when I was testing the microphone. Anyway, we go through these TV shows, and we go through them pretty... Extensively? thoroughly or neurotically. But this week is going to be a little bit different because Rob, short for Robertford, is in town and he is on vacation. That's right. So we've got my travel rig set up and we are, uh, you know, we'll edit this episode down, but we're going to be a little more freeform this week. It's like that episode of Vanderpump Rules when Stasi is trying to do her podcast, but she only has one mic and cars keep driving by. Is Stassi the one with the podcast? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> she said some shitty stuff on there. I also know that. I'm trying to catch up. A little inside baseball here. Brittany has made reservations for us at Sir. Reservations. Nobody laughs at that, but I'll keep saying it until somebody does. We need to get more cosmopolitan. Pumpini! Brit, short for Britford. <laughs> what, what would you like to talk about today? I think we hinted at it in the last one, but did we fully give away that word? I don't think that we actually knew what we were going to do completely, and, and I and I don't know that we know now. But what we, I think, are about to do, I don't know, I'm not a fortune teller, but that we will discuss episodes of shows that go on vacation. You know those episodes where they go on vacation and everybody's like a little bit more upbeat and everybody's wearing like different outfits. It's like a free for all and everybody just feels a little bit looser and zanier and they're in situations that they wouldn't be if they were on the regular set with the live TV audience. The Beach Boys show up all the time on these. Oh yeah, yeah. At least on Full House. But you know what? There was a Beach Boys episode of Home Improvement too. I feel like if we're not if we're not careful, this podcast will just turn into another Home Improvement podcast. I'm not saying I'm opposed to that, but maybe down the line, if our listeners want more Home Improvement, if they want the Home Improvement podcast, we'll give it to them. Sure, we have to do this straight line of shows to just get a feel for what the listeners want. But I say now is the time to jump into. Season one, episode eight? Yeah, I think so. Of our podcast. Of our own podcast. And not of the show we're watching. No. no. We're calling it The Vacation. When I think of vacation episodes, this is what I think of. Do you remember the Rugrats Go to Vegas? That one I'm not sure of that I watched. I might have aged a little bit far out of it, but I remember it happening. Yeah, you were adult when you came out of the womb. I understand. In typical vacation episode fashion, they use that song, you know, vacation. You can actually put it in there so you don't. Um, but, and then they're like in this big like RV type thing, which just seems very stressful to be like several adults with a bunch of babies in an RV going to Vegas of all places. Why are you even taking a baby to Vegas? Uh, I don't understand. There was that short period of time in the 90s, I believe, where they tried to make Vegas family friendly. 
you know, Vegas Vacation came out, and there was a lot of ads being like, come see the Hoover Dam. But we all know that everyone's going to Vegas for booze and and the strip clubs. <laughs> Boobs and the strip clubs. And they're like, oh, booze. Oh, well, that changes everything. Because um, I was the gambling was like, wait, what about me? So Rugrats go to Vegas. I don't remember much that happened. I just remember being like, why are they taking babies to Vegas? And I was in fourth grade. So I don't, I was the most logical person out of all the adults there. I had to have seen that one then. Because we are very close in age. Yeah. It's like practically twins. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so weird choice. I remember a cruise ship one with like Dill, but I'm, I'm Dill. Dill's way later. Yeah, Dill Pickles like is the sign-off point for that. So if that's way later, I don't know why I never saw this one. Speaking of Dill and the sign-off point, this is a great transition. Thank you to me. You remember when Fonzie jumped the shark? I do. I remember that happened, and it would have to be a vacation episode. It is. It's the episode entitled Hollywood. It's a three-parter, but in the third part, he jumps a shark. The first one, he buys the skis. <laughs> yes. Second one, builds the ramp. Oh, he makes a deal with like some California kid that he's going to jump the shark, and that's where the term jumps the shark comes from, where... You know, if something like goes off the rails and it's kind of not what it's supposed to be anymore, that's what I think about Dill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the Rugrats. So I just, I combined two vacation episodes into one tirade. I love it. Not to mention that, or how about to completely mention, um, <laughs> the fact that Jumping the Shark is like, it will never be the same. Right. You know? Yeah. When Fonzie jumps a shark in a leather jacket... How does he become more Fonzie? He has to adopt a kid. And that comes... I think that's the end of Happy Days, if I'm remembering correctly. Fonzie is like, I know how to be a good father. Something along those lines. I think that's how Happy Days ends. Oh, hey, Mr. C. uh, We were just wondering if I could have a house guest while you go on vacation. I had a couple of vacation episode thoughts I'd like to bring up. And one of those would be... Full House. Full House has a couple of vacation episodes that really jump out to me. They might have more. Who knows? Michelle riding that horse was a vacation in itself. But that was the season finale or series finale. She loses her memory and they have to do the Wizard of Oz and you were there sort of person. That doesn't make any sense. No, it does. I was actually just thinking, like, maybe we should have an episode where we talk about series finales because you seem to remember the end of Happy Days, which I have no recollection of, and the end of Full House, again, no recollection. But they sound entertaining, and I would love to watch them. And and having an excuse to watch them would be this a podcast. I'm wondering if season two would be really great to only watch the last episodes of things. Only if we finish Dawson's Creek in time, because we have to finish Dawson's Creek, which we have, like, what, six seasons of that? (laughs) Well, we might have to do, like, a a time travel where we we watch a bunch of it. Deal. And then, yeah. So, the two Full House vacation episodes that jump to mind are Disney World, same, you know, 
we didn't talk about this yet, but we had mentioned before we recorded that Boy Meets World has a good one, and then all of those sitcoms of that era like to go to Disney at some point. Family Matters. Family Matters, yeah. But the one I want to talk about first, the Full House one I'd like to talk about first, is Tanner's Island, I believe. It's like a play on Gilligan's Island. Okay, so first of all, they, they have a huge family vacation to Hawaii. First of all, they have a huge family, period. So any vacation is going to be wrought with problems. Danny comes in and he's like, hey, you're all my family. You're all going to live here forever. We're going to Hawaii. We're all in a codependent familial relationship. That's going to make any outsiders feel awkward unless they decide to commit 100% and leave their own families. Never see him again. But Danny, to his credit, buys an extra ticket for Rebecca, Jesse's girlfriend at the time. I don't believe they're married yet. That's cool of him. Also, you know, Danny, you're buying a lot of tickets to Hawaii. Where does all the money come from? Wake up San Francisco. Cannot be paying him that much. But, I mean, look at the house they have. It's They live right next door to Mrs. Doubtfire, for Christ's sake. I don't know. This was scared the children do they so. I don't know. Maybe this was too much for them. They take a sailboat trip, some sort of boating trip, and they get stranded on an island, and they decide that's where they're going to bond as a family. It turns out they're on the island they were trying to get to the whole time. Just the other side of it. That happens to me all the time. And what happens? A big party, I believe they call it a luau in the episode, and the family gets invited on stage. Like, are we in Hawaii? Oh, wait, are they in Hawaii? Oh, okay, well then, never mind. <laughs> but they don't know, because they thought they were lost. Oh. Is this some other island that is not part of uh, the island area of Hawaii? Anyway, uh, very convenient for them to be bonding and building a survivor-esque living situation. But here's the real weird thing about that episode. Tell me. Joey is obsessed. He's obsessed with this stereotypical Hawaiian greeter that puts the lei on you and stuff. He's like, oh my God, this woman looked at me. And the rest of the episode, he is obsessed with finding her because she smiled at him. Well, to his credit, nobody ever gave him any attention, to my knowledge. Which is probably why he's making terrible jokes constantly. He's like, the problem is all the women who don't get my jokes. Not There's no way that it's actually my jokes that are the problem. Let's go to the leaderboard on that one. <laughs> How many jokes did Joey make that are actually just bad voices? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's another one where they go to Disney World. Lots of mishaps happen. My favorite part of the one in Disney World, I will tell you. God damn it, Robbie, dum-dum, just kidding. Before we move on to the Disney World episode of Full House, I did want to say one more note about the Hawaiian episode of Full House. Didn't Uncle Jesse, when he's like jumping off a cliff, scream, have mercy? I love having, I think we've all tried this. We've tried having like our own catchphrase of our own thing when we're younger. Like, oh yeah, I'm the guy that always brings... 40s to the party. My catchphrase is this. Much different on television, of course. You have to give characters their defining traits. And sometimes that comes with a, did I do that? Got any cheese? Well, quick anecdote. I actually did have a catchphrase and everybody knew that it was mine. But it was outlawed after I used it too many times in one night. 
so I'm not allowed to say it anymore. You can say it to me. Squiggle. So I'd be like, oh, you know, the squiggle down the street, blah, blah, blah. And most of the time, like, people would be able to understand what I was talking about. But I used it too many times and one night and nobody knew what I was talking about at all. And it was outlawed. But the cutest part about that story, because there's nothing okay. cute about it. Yeah, okay. yeah is that my grandmother started to use the word squiggle. Cause she's like, you know, getting older. And she's like, so now when I don't remember words I just say the word squiggle and I was like oh my gosh that's beautiful but grandma it's not allowed anymore <laughs> next you're going to tell me is that I'm not allowed to have my mint julep while fanning myself on the porch <laughs> yeah. yeah my grandma's Blanche Devereaux <laughs> speaking of I do have a golden girls vacation but I want you to touch on the Disney World Tanner vacation it's been a moment since I've actually watched that episode but here's the thing that always sticks out to me and maybe it's my people say OCD and I don't mean that as like my OCD but in my anxieties sometimes I'll hang on to weird shit that jumps out at me my doctor says it's completely normal but there's a part where Kimmy and also Kimmy's on this vacation Kimmy's on the vacation if it's not Kimmy it's Stephanie but I feel like it was Kimmy uh, because DJ and Kimmy are like walking down the stairs of their hotel. And obviously the director or someone was just like, just talk, just talk to each other. Cause it has to look like a normal conversation because like, I think DJ runs, runs into Steve or uh, something at the bottom of a flight of steps. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh yeah. And my favorite was, um, Splash Mountain because it was like, Oh, it's so fast. Oh gosh. <laughs> awkward. So it was like one of those like super awkward, like, okay, uh, I guess we'll just talk about the rides we've been going on in the nighttime that we're not shooting. Well, in their defense though, how often have you been in like, Oh, cause we're like both act tours. Just kidding. And how many times have you been told like, Oh, just, just talk, just talk. And you're just going to like, Oh, um, what's your mom's name? I, I, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, you just really put me on the spot. And they're like, cut! Uh, and I could only imagine after however many seasons that was a full house that they're just like... They talked about all of the mom's names. And they know everyone's family, who's dating who, which trailer they're going to on break. Uh, you can put the luggage right there. Uh, what else is on our vacation docket? Oh, well, like I said, I have a good Golden Girls... It was so funny, multiple aspects of this episode, because, you know, obviously the three women, Blanche, Mufflife, Dorothy, and Rose, they go on a vacation together. What, what's wrong with this picture? No Sophia? Exactly. I, when they're, like, packing up to go, and they're like, sorry, couldn't come, Mom. And she's like, yeah, you're rude. Like, this would hurt anybody's feelings. But they don't really address it. It's kind of weird. But they they leave and they're supposed to be going to this tropical island and they have a brochure and they keep pulling out the brochure and being like, doesn't it look so fancy on the brochure? I can't wait to be there. Couldn't be any problems. Yeah, no, of course not. And then, of course, they get there and the bellhop who brings up their stuff, like chucks their stuff into the room and they see the room and it's like really, really, really shitty. And there's no view and the AC is broke and all this stuff. And they complain to the manager and he's like, you can stay somewhere else. Then they're like you know what let's just make the best out of this trip they lay on the bed which is supposed to be a vibrating bed and they put in a couple coins into the meter thingy the bed yes the meter bed <laughs> the, the bed put a the, in the bed because that's the way that's that's how you do it 
And then they like sit there for a second and they're like, oh, it's not working. Hmm, maybe it's broken too. And then all of a sudden the door swings open and a man comes in and he put, puts his foot on the bed and like makes it like shake himself. And he's like really annoyed being like, like it's just very weird. I love that the, the show is probably trying to demonstrate that this place is so cheap that instead of just getting the vibrating bed, they have someone come in and do it for you. But the technology that's coin-operated that alerts someone that needs to come in there in, like, 1991. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. But also the other thing about that episode was Sophia actually wasn't. She initially showed that she was frustrated that she wasn't invited. But then as soon as they left, she's like, oh, the gardener. He's like this Japanese man. And she's like, immediately, as soon as they leave, she's like, oh, um, come in here. I feel like we have something going on. And they don't speak the same language, so they just like stare at each other and like eat sushi together. You might say that they speak the language of love. You might say that. But they eat sushi? Yeah, it's a little bit racist. That makes sense. I mean, <laughs> a lot of things Sophia said oh, yeah, uh, were not necessarily... Uh, Thank you, you bed-hopping relic. <laughs> Well, we all know the character. I want to ask the burning question that everybody wants to know. Which golden girl are you? I feel like I want to be Dorothy, but I'm actually Rose. I was going to say, everybody wants to be Dorothy. I would like to be Dorothy. I don't quite want to be Blanche. You know, at a point in time in my life, I probably wanted to be a Blanche. Well, in my Blanche defense, A, I've taken many quizzes, and B, it's not so much the slut aspect of Blanche, but the fact that I pepper in compliments for myself in every conversation. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, so Lou, you were, I noticed you were looking at me here, and they're like, no, I wasn't. And I'm like, yes, you were. <laughs> so, thank you. Did you know that uh, your hair matches my shirt? <laughs> Just a little story from when we went to the weed store today. Inside joke, but I'll explain it to you. Um, the lady said that my hair matched his shirt, and we were like, we planned it. And they were like, what? Like three of the workers were like, really? We should have just told them that it wasn't true, but... We had to be honest, because that's our cornerstone. Yes. <laughs> hey, Bart, summer's almost here. Which kind of sprinkler do you like? The one that goes like this? Or the one that goes like this? Oh, and there's this one. It's the last day of school, Millhouse. Try to show some dignity. So, Rob, you're the Simpsons expert. Tell us about the time when the Simpsons went on vacation and Lisa got cool. The summer of four foot two. That's the title of the episode. I don't remember where they go within or outside of Springfield, but essentially the family takes a road trip to Flanders Lake House. And Lisa decides that this is a chance for her to change who she is. Like, no one signed her yearbook. It was the end of school. She felt like such a geek. Everyone was, like, bragging over Bart. Bart had, like, an autograph line for the yearbook, which was very similar to me in elementary school. Everyone wanted my signature. (laughs) Hags. But Lisa decides, you know what, I'm just not going to pack, so it's going to make mom have to, Marge, 
She's going to have to take me shopping. So Lisa decides the coolest outfit for the time is a tie-dyed shirt, some rose-tinted glasses, a beret, and yeah, I think I got it. She's wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah. Oh, man. Brittany showed me a picture of it, and I got it. Down to the Birkenstocks. I wore a pair of Birkenstocks once when I was in sixth grade. Brutal. I was made fun of. I thought Birkenstocks were cool. I mean, I thought that. Well, and also there's like Lisa tries to skate on a skateboard with Birkenstocks. Is that like a thing? No, I think it was just easy for the animation. Although the funny thing about Simpsons are they always like have a watch when they need a watch. And let me tell you, Jordan Morris was on the podcast Everything's Coming Up Simpsons and said something that cemented what I love about all sitcoms. Holy shit, can you share? Anytime the Simpsons are in a costume or a different change of clothes, you know it's going to be a good episode. And so, and I think that spans like pretty much all sitcoms. Anytime you see Al Borland outside of oh, flannel. For sure, for sure. So good. So anyway, you, we go through this episode. Christina Ricci's a guest on it. Lisa does make friends with some cool kids that are a little older than her. Beach bums, if you will. But Bart is the outcast. All the kids think Bart's a dork. And so Bart sabotages them to show the cool kids Lisa's yearbook. Lisa runs away crying. The kids actually end up saying they think Lisa's cool. They decorate the car with glued on seashells. And the family has to drive home with gross ass seashells all over the car with birds pecking at it the whole time. Uh, There's a lot of other funny stuff in that episode, but that's pretty much the story. And I love it. I love it. I remember watching that one when it came out and being like, cool. Yeah. And here's the thing that has always stuck with me from that episode. I'm going crazy here. Go for it. When Lisa gets to go hang out with her cool friends, everyone stays back. Oh, because Millhouse got to come too. (laughs) And everyone at the beach house has to play Mystery Date, the board game. What? What do you mean? It's some board game that like... You shuffle the cards and you open a door when you get to a certain part and whatever the card is in at the door is your date. And so if you get like the football player, you you get a certain amount of points or whatever. But Bart gets the dud and it's like a geeky sort of kid that looks exactly like Millhouse. Awesome. And Homer's like, oh my God, he <laughs> looks like you, Poindexter. And it was the first time I believe I heard the phrase Poindexter. And you're like, I'm going to put that one in my pocket. I'm going to coin Dexter that one. Hey! Um, do you have any other vacation episodes that mean mean something to you? I do, but I th- not, not, they don't mean as much to me, I think, as the ones that I'm that I've already talked about so far. I will say this. Home Improvement Vacation episodes are boring though, because they always just go to the lake. They always just go to the lake and they fish and it's just boring. How about you? Well, the only la- the last one that comes to mind that I just think is really funny, just the concept even, is did you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah, but not very much to be honest. Same, but you know, it's always, you know, when you when you tuned in, you're like, "Oh, that's funny." But uh, in Malcolm in the Middle on a vacation episode I'm aware of is Malcolm and Reese like, try to sneak out of the house to be able to go to Burning Man. And their parents catch them, and then they're like, where are you trying to go? And they're like, they 
like admit that they were trying to go to Burning Man and they're like, that's a great idea. Let's go. And so the whole family goes to Burning Man. It's really weird. And, and it's the Burning Man of like 1990. Yes, exactly. Because also I remember when I first saw that episode, I just did not even understand what Burning Man was. I was, you know, living in North Carolina. I was, uh, you know, under the age of, I don't know, 15 anyway. I don't know. I didn't know what Burning Man was. So I didn't understand it. And then as an adult, I was like, wait, that was Burning Man? That's hilarious. Like a mom and a dad being like, fuck it, let's go to Burning Man with our three kids. These days they'd go to Fire Festival and then sue Ja Rule as the continuation. Britt, this has been a pretty good episode. I'd like to continue on this idea of themes like vacation. And uh, the next time one of us takes a vacation, maybe we'll do that. Uh, But for now, I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany High. And we'll be back at you with another new episode soon. But usually we like to tell you what the next episode is, and I don't really want to do that today because this is such a unique environment that I would like you to tune in for our next episode. Okay, but honestly, we'll probably do um, Dawson's Creek next episode, Hurricane. (laughs) I'd say that's be a safe bet. All right, follow us, like us, give us that rating and review because I will read it. We'll really deeply appreciate it. We're just, we're just two struggling actors. <laughs> yeah.